0: Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Match Day Monday, episode number four. With the World Cup a little over seven months away, the group stage was uh, drawn last Friday. So now all we do is wait, which is the worst part. I got to correct from last week. I mentioned that Costa Rica, since they lost to or they won the United States, but then ended up being in fourth place. I was I said that they were going to play whoever ended up being the fifth place team in the Conmebol. Uh I stand corrected, it's the Oceania Confederation, which is New Zealand or the Kiwis. So that match will be played. Uh my initial reactions to the FIFA World Cup uh draw for the group stages. Honestly, this is probably as far as I can remember some of the e- most even groups I've seen in quite a while. You can make arguments for multiple groups of death or like, you know, not like overwhelmingly, but essentially groups that could be hard to win because everyone's equally matched as far as like favorites would go. Obviously, I mean, I, I, as some of you guys may know, Bayern Munich's my club team for football. So uh, Germany's obviously where I lean because they, they usually have like half the team, if not more. So I always go for them. But obviously, France, they winning it last time, and they're just freaking stacked. So they're also a favorite. But yeah, I mean, I would say probably between those two, you can probably throw some Brazil in there to mix it up. Um, I'm going to do a deeper dive as the date gets closer. Uh, I believe it's November 16th is the first game of uh, the end of this year. And um, I'll have a special guest, so stay tuned for that. It should be pretty fun. Uh, we're going to move into the English Premier League. Uh, Chelsea ended up dropping points to uh, Brentford. They lost 4-1 to one and Liverpool ended up winning. So that closes the gap between Liverpool and Man City to one point currently. Uh, West Ham ended up winning uh, Everton 2-1 to one and Wolves ended up winning over uh, Ashton Villa. Um, Tottenham ended up obliterating Newcastle 5-1, to one, which made them move to fourth place since Man United tied uh, Leicester City because uh, Man United sucks. <laughs> uh, the current standings for uh, the Premier League is Man City in the lead right now with 73 points. You have Liverpool with 72. Uh, the rest of the way is just basically battling for Champions League at this point. You have Chelsea at 59. Tottenham with 54, Arsenal in 5th place with 54, which they have a game playing being played today in the afternoon at 12. And then you have West Ham with 51 in 6th, and then 7th, uh, Man United with 51 as well. There's uh, currently about six weeks left, so there's a lot of movement that's going to happen, especially from 3rd to 7. So just keep your eyes on that. And at this point, it can be Tottenham, can be Arsenal, maybe even West Ham or Man United squeezing in there for the fourth place spot for Champions League. So just keep on keep your eyes on that. All right, we're gonna talk about Ciara on now, and I suggested uh, the Juventus and Inter game. That game was pretty good, uh, back and forth, back and forth. There ended up being a penalty, which I I, I don't know. I, I saw the uh, the replay, and I'm not really too sure. He he did hit him, but it, it, I think he kind of exaggerated uh the original shot was blocked by uh Skusni or Skursni however you pronounce it um and then they had to retake it for i think because there was a foul on the penalty kicker on the rebound and then he ended up scoring on that second pk so now they're three points behind Milan and Napoli for first place uh yeah Napoli and Milan are currently um tied for first second respectively so the battle for uh, supremacy is still at their grasp, essentially. So, I mean, I have a friend that's an AC Milan fan, and it's been a while since they've been on the, the top of Serie A, so he's super stoked. But they need to uh, tighten up their uh, their gameplay if they want to take the title. Um, moving on to La Liga, you had Barcelona versus Sevilla, which is the game that I suggested Uh, Barcelona ended up winning that 1-0. And I think Xavi deserves so much more credit than he's been getting. I know some of the analysts have been giving him credit for what he's done. But you got to think about this guy took the team when he got there. They were in ninth place. And currently they sit in seventh, 12 points behind Madrid with seven weeks left. When he took over the team, honestly, the team didn't look like they were in a good spot. Uh, A lot of the players were out of uh, form, and Chavi just uh, just knows how to talk to the players. As a former player himself, he definitely probably knows how to get the best out of them. Dembele has been playing out of his mind. I can't even uh, say more about Pedri. He's one of the up and coming midfielders, best midfielders in the world at at this point. Um, Very young. Uh, Reminds me of. Chavi or Iniesta uh, obviously so that team as much as I don't like them they got they can go lots of places next year and even into Champions League and there's been talks and rumors about possibly Messi coming back because obviously I don't think he's too uh, fond of PSG and seems like everybody wants to leave that place because they suck Uh, moving on to Bundesliga I know I said I wouldn't really talk too much about Bundesliga, but since Bayern's my favorite team, uh, they played uh, Freiburg in uh, their stadium. They won 4-1, to one, and I'm not going to break down the game too much, but uh, just to highlight, Leon, Leon Goretzka came back from injury, and he scored. Uh, Bayern's on another level currently, and Offenzi Davies should be coming back pretty soon as well from his uh, heart issues, which will elevate them even higher. Which is perfect layaway into Champions League, where Bayern's gonna be playing via Real April sixth at uh tw- at noon Pacific Standard Time should be a really good game. Um, via Real is pretty good, but I think Bayern should be able to not manhandle them, but they should be able to pull off that result. Going back to the Allianz Arena the following week, you have Benfica versus Liverpool, which they play on Tuesday, April fifth. That game. Could be a trap game for, for Liverpool if they don't play at the level that they should play. Uh, should play. Uh, Benefica is one of those scrappy teams that um, if you leave them in the game for quite a while, they can definitely get a result that benefits them. Uh, but I think Liverpool should definitely pull that one off for sure. Uh, then you have Man City versus Atletico Madrid in the Etihad on Tuesday, April 5th at noon as well. This is, in my opinion, game of the the round. Um you can make arguments for Chelsea versus Real Madrid, but I, I think it's Man City versus Atletico. You have a very defensive team with uh some young stars, especially uh Joao Felix has been on uh tear recently. Man City is a very good team all around, so it should be a very interesting match. I think City should pull this one off in a close one. If not, it's going to be a very tough task for them to go back uh, to play at Atletico Madrid's house because it's like a stronghold for them. So it it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Or series, I guess. Uh, and then you have Chelsea playing Real Madrid at Stamford Bridge uh, Wednesday, April 6th at noon. That's an also another game that should be pretty good considering that Chelsea just lost to Brentford. They're going to want to get a good result against Madrid. We'll see. You know, it's all it's it's yet to be seen. Madrid's been playing pretty well as, as of late. And this game is to kind of like prove that they can still, uh, even though that they've been considered to be in like a transitional period, that they could still compete with the big dogs, even if they're still changing from like the old guard to like the new. Uh, switching into the World Cup qualifiers that happened over last week, you have Senegal versus Egypt, which is actually an amazing game to watch. You had Mohamed Salah misses penalty. And I mean, granted, it's like you're a professional or whatever. But if you watch the game, it was ridiculous. The amount of lasers that were being shined onto his eyes. And the fact that the African Confederation hasn't cracked down on those lasers. Uh, Every other federation has banned them and uh, they haven't been shown in like World Cups or anything. And it literally looked like little... At first, when I was watching, I was like, are those the lasers that have been banned everywhere else? And yeah, they're still using them. And it obviously affected Salah. Like he looked like it was in a nightclub or something. But most everyone either missed or got their penalties blocked. Uh, Sadio Mane ended up scoring the winning PK And that sent Senegal into the World Cup. Sorry, Egypt. Uh, Then you had Nigeria versus Ghana. That game was also a very crazy game. Ghana ended up winning by the away goal aggregate of 1-1. And at the end of the game, the Nigerian fans uh, rushed the field. And they were throwing pretty much just trash and everything into the tunnels. Very upset that Nigeria ended up losing. I understand your frustrations, but it's not not a good sign when your fans are doing that. And I have no room to say because the Mexican fans are are pretty similar when it comes to that kind of stuff, even to go as far as throwing piss bottles, but that's uh, a tale for another time. Uh, Then you have the Algeria versus Cameroon game. This game literally went down to the wire, two to two or it was one-to-one in Algeria in the 118th minute because it went into extra time, uh, scored which what seemed to be the game-winner. And then at the 120th minute with some stoppage time left over, Cameroon gets an indirect free kick, kicks it into the box, and they score literally what you would consider a buzzer beater in uh, football and breaks the hearts of the Algerian fans and that sends Cameroon into the World Cup and that kind of brings up the the question should the African Federation uh look into taking away the away goal advantage like UEFA Federation has done with Champions League um this is the first time they've done it this season for Champions League and it's i I kind of I think I've kind of touched on that previous in previous episodes but I do like the away goal advantage because then it doesn't give uh, too much to the home team all the time. But at the same time, where it, if you win a game, you shouldn't lose a game if, if you know what I'm talking about. But uh, then you had the U S versus Costa Rica and the U S uh, needed to not lose by six. They ended up losing two zero. The U S uh, It seemed like they were just hung over from the Panama game and they were just like, all right, as long as we don't lose by six, it's okay. Which is fine, but when you have that kind of mentality, um, it doesn't look good because you lose to Costa Rica, which don't get me wrong, they have a lot of good young players and they also have uh, Navas in keep. But you want to go into the World Cup with some boast of confidence And losing uh, 2-0 to Costa Rica in San Juan is not the greatest of things. Regardless, you got into the World Cup, and that was the uh, goal. So you you accomplished your goal, but it would have been nice if they uh, won that game. And there's going to be some friendlies coming up as well for most of these uh, teams to kind of bolster up their squad and kind of fine-tune them before the World Cup. So stay tuned for those. And um, thank you guys for listening and I will see you guys next time.